0: Welcome to the Night Parlor. welcome back to The Night Parlor. I'm your host Joshua Rex. Today I'll be speaking with songwriter Fiona Fox. Fiona is an Australian born Irish bred and USA beaten singer songwriter. Writing songs about people in life, Fiona aims to highlight the vulnerability, humor and heartbreak of the human condition. Her beautiful debut EP, It's Been Nice featuring three original and one cover uh, track, was released this month and is available to stream on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, SoundCloud, and Bandcamp, among others. Uh, in a few minutes, we'll be hearing some of the songs from the album, but in the meantime, Fiona, welcome to the Night Parlor. I'm so excited to have you on the show.
1: Hi, Josh, thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here.
0: Across, uh, across nations here, across the ocean, I suppose, and uh, across time zones. The Miracle of Zoom. That's <laughs> right, impossible.
1: yeah. You, you had to get up earlier than me, so. <laughs> Sorry.
0: That's all right. I'm used to it for work, so no problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm intrigued by the first line of your bio. Uh, you've literally lived around the world, I guess, when you think of it. Um, how long did you actually live in Australia after you were you were born there?
1: Uh, So I was back in Ireland, my parents are Irish and they emigrated to Australia in the 80s um, for work and so I lived there for the first, I think I had my fourth birthday a little, a couple of weeks after they moved back to Ireland so I wasn't there that long, I have some memories of kindergarten and kind of things like that, puppies (laughs) always stick in the memory you know (laughs) and <laughs> um, so not a whole not a whole lot of time I did get to go back recently I still have family there and so yeah my, my dad's sister emigrated there as well before he had so went to see her and my cousins and everything and my uncle that's over there is well I've actually moved back since but yeah I am um, so definitely lots of family in Australia
0: and then what section of the continent uh, were you living in
1: so it's New South Wales. Um, I was born um, in Canberra, which is, or sorry, Queen Beana near Canberra. Um, so my geography's not even that good now, to be honest. If I was going to <laughs> have the map <math> for you, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fine.
0: Um, you write that you are a. USA beaten singer songwriter. Uh, I think I might have some notion of what you mean by this. <laughs> Feeling myself a sort of battered, uh, battered veteran of the band and music scene in America. Um, but would you talk a little about uh, what you mean by that specifically?
1: I, um. Well, I think that the three Bs work together anyway. The board and bread. But I felt like I couldn't leave out America because I spent like about. I'm trying to think maybe four years or so I, I kind of came and went a few times so it's hard to remember how long I was actually there but it definitely played a big part in kind of I suppose just you know developing more into an adult from going from that adolescent kind of years into like becoming more of an adult and it yeah I suppose the beacon part was that it wasn't always the easiest experience um, and I did a lot of like waitressing a lot of customer service and you kind of get uh maybe not physically beaten but (laughs) verbally beaten a lot (laughs) so yeah it's a I I, I think of it now and I think I'm really actually um like I think it was character building
0: (laughs) so yeah like um sort of like the uh the sword uh being beaten at the forge or something shaping shaping in a hard way I guess you could say (laughs) in a rough way
1: yeah yeah exactly exactly it's like it's it's a nice uh, it's a a good thing done in a not nice way. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you think that any
0: one place you lived in uh, has had more influence on your work than than the others?
1: Um, I think um, I think New York stands out um because it was kind of well, it was my first experience being in America, and it was like um I suppose just that city in a lot of ways is a very like eye-opening place and just there's lots of like every type of person there every type of quality of life there and lots of different types of experiences and and for me I like to write about people and experiences and stuff like that so meeting people and just getting a sense of of different lifestyles that were not maybe something that I experienced living in, in Ireland, growing up and stuff. And just kind of being inspired by that and, and intrigued by that was really um, valuable. And it was also that kind of time of, you know, I kind of what was I like 22 or 23 or something, you know, so it's one of those times where you're like, open to a lot of stuff and you're kind of still navigating who you are a bit. So um, it was, uh, yeah, kind of help to build yourself into who you want to be or all the rest still working on it though.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, especially at that age. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, it, for anyone going to New York for the first time, it is sort of a shocking experience. But uh, yeah, early on like that, that must have had a tremendous impact on you personally and creatively. Uh, I know that, I mean, you're a multi-talented individual. I, I mean, I've known you as an artist, a poet. Uh, I mean, you're an academic and as well as a musician, and as we were talking a little bit uh, before we started recording the show, uh, I, I was really surprised uh, that, that you had suddenly started releasing songs. And, you know, not only are you releasing songs, but I mean, the quality of the music is, is just astounding. Um, would you talk about your background in music specifically? Uh, and, and I know you have some talented musicians in your family. would you would you give me just a general idea of uh, you know growing up in a musical family and um, and, and again your, your background in music?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, there's definitely a great love of music in the family. Uh, my mom uh, sings and plays guitar, and she taught me uh, guitar originally. Um, My dad's a big fan of music as well, now he was carrying a guitar to look cool rather than playing it, (laughs) he liked music anyway, and um, so I would have listened to a lot of what my parents listened to growing up, which would have been a lot of like Leonard Cohen and Bob Dylan, Lou Reed, those kinds of things were always playing. And and then my sister was a huge music fan and um, also played guitar and sang. And she would have done them, or she would have been really into so many of the current bands that then I would have like kind of stolen her CDs and gotten into. um, So she was a big pumpkins fan. I'm a massive fan of Smashing Pumpkins as well. And um, so, yeah, when I started playing guitar, um, I started to really be interested in music and then I thought maybe it's something that I'd want to do when I went to college so I went to um UCC down in Cork um in Ireland and I kind of did a few different types of I mean when I when I got into it I did classical guitar mainly um and I really enjoyed doing that now I'm not good at reading music because I mainly do everything by ear so it was a bit of a challenge Um, not really having that so much but uh, the music school down in Cork was great because they really kind of heralded all types you know they had a really broad um, kind of a bunch of modules like from pop and jazz and experimental minimalism all kinds of different ways to approach it and so that was really good and really introduced me to like music that I never would have heard before and lots of friends that had different influences and things like that um so yeah I think that was probably you know I did that and then because I was also interested in writing um I would always write songs but I wasn't like really happy with them ever I suppose you know so you just kind of are critical about them and you you kind of do it and then you I, I, I suppose I would never have recorded anything really. And so you might forget the song and, and then it just sits away. And, you know, you don't, I wasn't really good at, um, I suppose, uh, developing them, like, and um, I didn't like performing either. So between those two things, I kind of just set it aside for a while. And that's when I kind of went and traveled and then I went and did uh, creative writing masters. And so, kind of went on the back burner for a
2: while.
0: Mm, okay. uh, do you find that any traditional Irish music has influenced you? I, I mean, I'm sure growing up around it, amidst it is going to influence you to some degree, but do you do you ever look to any traditional Irish music as uh, an influence on your own work?
1: Yeah, it's interesting that I, you know, growing up in Ireland, I very rarely, you know, my family were always listening to more of the American kind of folk music. Um And we didn't hear a lot of Irish traditional music in the home. I would have played like accordion for a while and fiddled for a while and tin whistle and all that, which every, every young person does in school here. Um, but I wouldn't really have played a lot of traditional music. Um, But I think the the atmosphere of the traditional music here is really what I love of just kind of how communal it is, how... Laid back, it is, and how people can just kind of join in. And you know, it's not like a a stage and an audience, it's kind of everyone's in the one environment together in normally a pub, and just kind of it's very easy going. So, I love that about Irish music. And but sadly, I haven't got a lot of Irish music influences really. Like, I would have grown up, you know, obviously here and a lot of different Irish artists, but for some reason, it was really the kind of more American artists that were, were played in the house.
0: (laughs) I hear that. I I do hear that in your, in your songs. Um, It was interesting listening to them for the first time. Uh, There's almost, in some ways, um, maybe a slight, I guess you could call it, American country influence that's not the hard country that, you know, when you think of, you know, country music in America, but there's sort of like almost like a full country feeling to some of those songs um, that when you hear it, you wouldn't necessarily think immediately that this singer songwriter might be Irish, uh, that this might actually be an American songwriter. So it's interesting to see, to hear how the influence of that music in your family has has you know, influenced you and and kind of gone down that line and, and um, permeated your you're thinking as a songwriter. Uh, I'd like to play uh, the first song from the album now. Uh, this is a song called To Part. Uh, is there anything you'd like to say about this track before we play it, Fiona? Anything about the lyrics or how it was written or or uh, the music itself?
3: Um,
1: this is something that has been on my computer so long that I actually don't really remember what, um. <laughs> where it came from maybe um but uh i think it's like um i think it's a little bit of a feeling of that familiar thing of i suppose interactions with people and how you know you can kind of feel as though you can give a lot to people, and and then you feel kind of hollow afterwards, almost. So I feel like that's maybe one of the themes of the song, or at least when I revisited it, that's kind of how I feel about it. Um, but I suppose it's a little bit more of slightly more abstract in the lyrics, maybe a little bit. Um, but yeah, that's probably the overall feeling I have for the song is that kind of. I uh, you know everyone has that experience in life where you kind of. You leave yourself open and vulnerable, and you give, and, and you feel a little bit empty afterwards.
0: Well, let's give it a listen here. This is a uh, two part from Fiona Fox's new album, uh, It's Been Nice. Well, let's talk about uh, this beautiful new EP uh, just released this month, actually, and produced by uh, Gordon Cooper and uh, Benjamin Fox, uh, who also play on the sub- on several of the tracks. And also, of course, uh, if you're a fan of the Night Parlor, uh, you've, you've heard other episodes uh, with uh, Gordon and Ben, and uh, also as their uh, incarnation, uh, Irish Lights. Um, so as I mentioned in the intro, uh, the album, uh, It's Been Nice, is four tracks, uh, three original songs and a, a phenomenal cover of uh, The Killers' "Read My Mind." Um, how did you come to write the pieces for this record, Fiona? Uh, were they written over a long period of time, or did they happen sort of spontaneously? Now I know that you've said that two parts kind of been on your computer for a while, um, and that it, it sounds like some your songwriting has kind of evolved over time. Like, or maybe you you've had songs that have been hanging out for a while or maybe I'm, I'm guessing parts of it may come into other parts. Uh, I don't know if you've sort of chopped them up and, and turned them into new things, uh, but could you talk a little bit about the songwriting for for this record in particular?
1: Yeah, um, as you're saying, yeah, I think a lot, of this, a lot of the songs were poems that have been written because um, I've been interested in writing poetry for a long time and like creative writing in general, and I feel like I um, I worked, when I was doing the creative writing masters, I was probably quite focused on trying to like submit to literary journals and things like that. So a lot of these songs kind of originated from that. And then I felt like um, maybe they weren't exactly right for, for kind of literary journals because they're not necessarily very literary. They're more, I suppose, well, i don't know what the right word is but they're not very highbrow i suppose (laughs) um but uh yeah so a lot of them were sitting on my computer for a long time and then i kind of um opened it up um, having a bit of time um when i wasn't working anymore and um uh ben one half of Irish Lights, who is my husband, and um, he has a studio here in the house. And um, he had showed me how to record some things. And just one of the days that I was off, I recorded that song um, to park, the first one. Um, and yeah, uh, it didn't take it wasn't like the, the lyrics were there for ages. The, the guitar parts I kind of come up with like quickly enough. Um, And then I tend to record it like really quickly because I just forget otherwise, like what the rhythm is or anything like that. So um, yeah, I just went in and I recorded it um, because I kind of remembered how to do some of it. Um, And then the rest of them came kind of sequentially as they do on the EP one after the other, they had been written. And then I just put a guitar to them but then what was really great about it was uh, Ben sent it to some of his family and friends and um, they um, were able to um, add parts to it and like for me that was really just the best thing about all of this was because I you know wouldn't really tend to do anything with this on my own and then it was like other people's kind of collaboration and encouragement that really like made it something that was sustainable you know that you're like oh okay this is progressing somewhere you know and we'll continue to develop and stuff so yeah the the lyrics been sitting around a long time and the guitar was pretty quick and then and then everyone else's kind of contributions are really what like um made it more of a an overall song each one of them yeah,
0: because in some ways, this album really is sort of a, an ensemble of performances. Uh, of course, you know, you and guitar and, and uh, vocals. Uh, ben and Gordon play guitar and drums and keys. Uh, John from Fox played bass. Uh, it must have been interesting putting it all together also as, you know, John and Gordon live in the States. Uh, would you talk about the process of making the album and how you guys all worked on these songs? I mean, it must have been really thrilling, I suppose, getting some of these mixes sent back you know after John in Ohio <laughs> records the bass and so oh, now we now we get to hear bass what was that process like
1: yeah that was really cool I I have to say like I have to give Ben full credit for um I I actually don't even know how they were able to record <laughs> it and send it back. I was just like oh there's a thing would send me a thing and there's a bass on it now like amazing and <laughs> um, so yeah it was um but it was yeah it was just so great really like I was saying um it's just so much different when you're working with other people and to hear um firstly their thoughts on the song and then to hear like what they contributed to it and how to me it just made them took them from being what I thought were very dull and invaluable to something that I'm like really happy with and really you know like happy to work with um Ben and Gordon and and John and so it's it's been really a lovely process it's strange I suppose um that it's been a virtual process but I probably wouldn't have had a lot of experience playing in bands in like quite a few years so for me it hasn't been that strange like I would have played in bands but I would have been like 10 plus years ago so it, it wasn't it wasn't that odd to not do it communally and um, but it was really it was almost more exciting that way because you didn't know exactly what was going to come through and what it was going to sound like um, when someone added their part to it so it was really fun
0: sure was like it's like another i suppose like another flower blooming off of, you know out of the song it must have been uh, remarkable to hear in that way and um and you know, as you know, we talked about earlier, you know, what's enabling the technology enabling us to even do this episode. Uh, yeah, that, that's something. You know, in my early songwriting days, uh, this this whole notion of being able to send things in this way and complete things remotely uh, was unheard of. So it's amazing how much has changed, and how it, it's wonderful how it's enabled uh, you know projects to be able to come together like this. And uh, you know, it's certainly enriched your songs and um, the recordings themselves. Uh, are just are just really striking. I, I want to play another one from the album novices track two, uh, called at least. from Fiona Fox's new EP, uh, It's Been Nice. Now, th- this song is really intriguing uh, lyrically and musically. I mean, your lyrics, your lyrics for this entire EP are captivating, they're sharp, they're full of introspective uh, examinations of parting, longing, disappointment, uh, among other pointed emotions. Uh, now, it's interesting to learn uh, just in this episode since we've been talking that uh, the song started as poems. Uh, there's another um, songwriter that I really admire named Claire Cronin, who seems, to, I don't know if she starts her process this way, but you, you get a feeling that the lyrics are very vital to the, the process of her writing, to the, to the, the actual song in the, in the end. It's not sort of like write music and then throw some words down. The poem is vital. And, I, you know, as you're mentioning, um, this is a similar situation with your work. These poems are concerned with movement through a narrative and the development of a character, or I guess sort of like a psychic state as it were. Uh, you know, into part, there's a, a fantastic contrasting of hard and soft, you know, like we were talking about, or sort of like full and empty, you know, of, of maybe like even metal and flesh. There's a lot of tactile sort of sentiments going on. There's, there's like a pairing yet, like a sort of a seeking to be whole too, is what I kind of gleaned from the lyrics. In at least, there's there's a really poignant uh, regret. I mean, you write, I'm a dead, be daddy to my body. Uh, in Cleopatra, a woman feels her inner power checked by realities in her life. Um, th- the last verse of that song, I have to read it here. It's, in another life, she would command armies. In another life, she would be regal. In another life, she would be Cleopatra, not a single mother, not a single mother. So despite the somber themes of some of the lyrics, the, the tone of the songs is often, in contrast, sort of like uplifting sonically, which I found really interesting, um, suggesting like that perhaps the characters found a way to make use of the crises or hardships maybe in a positive way or maybe has come to accept them. Um, Fiona, would you talk about your approach to writing the lyrics for this album uh, and, and your process as a poet, I guess, specifically? Uh, Is there a specific theme you had in mind while writing any of these? Now I'm guessing that they were probably written as, you know, separate poems, maybe at a distance from each other, but they've sort of come together and they do have a cohesive feeling for this EP.
1: Yeah, um, that's a lovely interpretation. Thank you very much. (laughs) Um, Interesting. Um, Yeah, so I think um, I'm very heavily influenced by Um, Charles Bukowski being one of my favourite authors. And so I think a lot of those, um, like the harshness, but the more vulnerable aspects or the uplifting aspects, I think were one of the things that he really was expert at doing in his writing um, in terms of showing like a really bleak sort of reality, but also humour in it and also beauty in it. And I find those things are really, what I enjoy reading from uh, authors um, and also um, just about the human experience in general. I think um, there's not a lot of, well, there people can be maybe not as open in, and might be fearful of showing like more negative aspects of themselves or things like that. And I find that um, while that's maybe something that people don't want to do, I find when I read, um lyrics or when I hear musicians who are very kind of open and, and honest, um I, I think I get the most out of it in general. Um so yeah I think that heavily influences it. Um and I suppose just I've um yeah like in college recently I've done psychology and so that, that human experience part is something that's always been really of interest to me. Um, and some of the songs would have been written about, um, you know, myself or about other people. Um, I think with, um, at least, it's a lot about sort of, um, I suppose, like this idea that, you know, mentally you can, you, you foolishly feel like you might be able to separate your mind from your body in some way. You can kick your body down the road, you know, don't worry about it, it's all good. Um, but obviously that's not going to happen. Um, and then with Cleopatra, also just having experiences of of people who I feel have, um, so much kind of amazing uh, potential within them, and then maybe not being given the best lot in life, and how it seems disappointing. Um, that you can see just how overwhelmingly like special they they are, and how, um things just kind of get in the way you know so like it's it's sad but it's also I mean that the, the person's there and and their uh, all their potential is kind of shining through but you know life gets in the way and that's it's like a, a bit of a bleak thing but um there's also something funny in it and, and something hopeful in it at the same time.
2: Hmm.
0: I'd like to play the third song from the EP now. I'd like to play uh, Cleopatra from It's Been Nice. Up, For the last track on the album, you chose to cover the Killers, uh, Read My Mind, uh, which I think is my favorite killer song. Uh, yeah. uh, why did you choose this one in particular? Does it have any, I'm wondering, does it have any like particular personal meaning for you?
1: Yeah, um, this song was a favorite song of a friend of mine, and he would always say, um, the the line in this song uh, I don't shine if you don't shine and so it's a friend I made when I was working in in New York and he's real like um, New Jersey guy um, (laughs) and very like opposite to me in so many ways but we really got along and but he was always um, you know very supportive especially like I was kind of going through different jobs and different apartments and trying to kind of figure stuff out it was like a kind of consistent person that was always there for you and you know was always saying kind of it's you know it'll be it'll be all good um but this was one of the lines he used to always um say is you know he'd he'd help you out or whatever and just say i don't shine if you don't shine you know Uh, which is really sweet um and sadly he passed away and recently enough and so when i was making music i was wanting to i love doing covers and i love take, doing my own kind of take on a cover and so given that this song has special meaning i really wanted to um to do this one yeah
0: well, It's a very unique cover the way you approach it and uh yeah it's a beautiful tribute to your friend um yeah, switching gears a bit uh I'm curious to learn more about your interest and in work as an academic. Now we've talked about uh, that you've, you've had a master's in, in music and in creative writing. Uh, would you talk about uh, the degree program you finished recently and, and some of your research in general?
1: Yeah, so I recently finished um, a master's in clinical neuroscience, um, which followed on from a psychology degree uh, that I did. Um, so. Yeah, my most recent research um, was looking at spinal cord injury, Um, and so there's a particular biological response to spinal cord injury, um, and we were basically looking at that um, on uh, slices of tissue that were taken from spinal cords of rats, very sadly, I I hate to see uh, the rats get sacrificed. But um, yeah, so I was looking at at that and basically looking at different kind of therapeutic um, uh, options that might help people with functional outcomes um, after injury because there's very little little, um, treatments at the moment that can result in, you know, people having movement again. Um, So it's a really interesting area um, and that was one aspect of the course. Um, but overall the course was looking at um, kind of the pathology of of mental illness, um, what it what it looks like in the brain, what are the the kind of biological correlates of it. Um, so it was a lot to do with more things like schizophrenia um, and where the anatomical regions might be for schizophrenia and what um kind of mechanisms are involved in the brain and a lot to do with genetics and how those play a role in mental illness um and then also things like pharmacology in terms of you know drugs and and things like that and how they might be able to help people or or not um, for different um yeah um neurodevelopmental and um neurodegenerative diseases uh, so looking at things like alzheimer's and things like that as well so it was a really really interesting course um and yeah covered a, like a diverse range of of different pathologies um yeah more on that kind of biological level because from the psychology degree i would have had more of like a theoretical background of, of mental illness and, and kind of different strategies um that you might be able to um implement to help people dealing with anxiety or depression um but this course was very much more about kind of where those um disorders might be coming from anatomically and biologically
0: now we've talked about since you just finished this degree and, and an, um, uh, an incredible amount of research you're you're sort of taking a breath and <laughs> thinking about maybe maybe continuing on uh for a phd possibility in the future but uh working in the field you said is that correct
1: can you say again, sorry, working in?
0: Uh, yeah, working in the field for a while and then uh, maybe going on from there, take, taking a breath uh, in, in your research. Is that correct?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> a breather is needed. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, so I'm kind of, yeah, taking it all in. It's been very recent since I finished it. Um, so I'm interested in, in doing research. I'm interested in more kind of practical like clinical application. And I'm kind of trying to see, you know, get a sense of, of both maybe and see what suits me uh, better. Um, but yeah, basically just kind of going to take what what opportunities uh, come my way and, and see what kind of happens from there.
0: And, and what about uh, for your songwriting, Fiona? What's, what's next? I, I'm sure you're probably working on some new songs. Um, do you have... Any plans to record uh, maybe another new EP or an album in in the near future?
1: Yeah, so I've got like a lot more songs um, written and like poorly recorded. (laughs) So like, at least I can remember them, which is good. (laughs) Um, (laughs) we go back over those um, and properly record them and hopefully recruit lovely uh, Gordon and John and Ben again to um, contribute. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of the plan is to to go back in and and record those um, in a, you know, better way, basically, and um, and then kind of see um, if we can build on them and develop them. Um, and then also, like, maybe try to make it more of um, a real time collaboration, as opposed to me having it kind of set in stone and other people adding to it to have it more of like, uh, maybe working through it together because I think that that might really um make it uh you know contribute to a better product overall so um things like that yeah um but definitely reports some more stuff and um, haven't got like an EP in mind necessarily but there's certainly enough sounds to do another one so we'll see Yeah, uh, we'll see what happens yeah
0: Sounds wonderful. Uh, well, I'd like to end today with uh, Fiona's stellar uh, cover of Read My Mind by the Killers. Uh, links to It's Been Nice will be in the show notes for this episode. Uh, and... We'll look forward to wow these 40 songs you have recorded that's amazing can't wait to hear uh what's what's coming next for you fiona um thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing some insight on this beautiful debut ep and uh, i hope you'll come back and join me in the parlor in the future for your next album thank you so much
1: josh yes and i would definitely do that it'd be lovely <laughs>